Welcome back to the On the Wings of Love podcast. I'm your host, Marilee Green, and this is the third episode of Bachelor Pilot Pete season. Um, quick reminder, Pilot Pete got into The Bachelor back when he was in high school. He watched Jake Pavalka's season just because he was a pilot. So uh, I imagine Pete would have been a senior in high school at the time. That tells you how old uh, this you know, Jake Pavalka was on the seat. Jake was on the show a decade ago, which is crazy. And uh, the title of this podcast, On the Wings of Love, is an ode to that season. So anyway, uh, welcome back again. Uh, we have a lot to recap today. Um, recap of the third episode. I'm going to have uh, my producer Chelsea on for that. And then I have about 10 updates in Bachelor Nation. It's insane. So I have a lot to share with you guys today. Um, about several of the women from previous seasons and uh, some engagement, some potential breakups. Uh, and then uh, I have some other news to share with you. So stick around. It's going to be a good episode. So Chelsea, you're hey. back. Thanks for being I'm here. back. Well, I mean, I'll be around producing, but I guess I won't always be chatting. Not every yes, time, anyway. Well, I'm glad you're here to chat with me now because in the beginning of this season, there's so much debate of like, whose side do you believe? And like, there's so many women. It's hard to even like wrap your head around like who to like pay attention to, you know? Yeah, yeah. Everybody's, they, it's just a lot of people. 30, 30 women first night. Yeah, and now we're down to, I think, 20 or 18, right? It, it, there were so many women this episode. How mm-hmm. do you feel right now? Starting off, uh, are you invested in the season already? Are you bored? Let's. Where are you at season, you know, episode three? I am hook, line, and sinker all the way obsessed with this episode, which is surprising because I, you, I think we talked about this uh, during – Hannah's season that I wanted Mike for Bachelor really, really badly. But Pete is a great Bachelor so far. And his women are good. They're they're beautiful. They're all gorgeous. There's clearly some gossip and some drama happening, you know, on the show and off. And uh, I enjoy it so far. Okay. Okay. That's generous in my opinion um I love that you're so on board I am the champagne gate really got me that was like I was like done I this is a beautifully produced show (laughs) okay so here are my thoughts with what you just said number one the bachelor totally should be nominated for an Emmy for editing and production oh yeah uh producers are incredible so that's what makes the show number two we have a lot of great hilarious acting women so Mm -hmm. you always get a good show when you have great a great cast of characters and then hannah b is definitely included in that list this season oh yeah hannah's a part of it for sure um three two other points one i think that um the show is great so far so i will agree with you episode three was wonderful I wasn't super into it the first two episodes, but huh. now I'm really involved. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they did a great job editing this and showing us different sides of uh, what's going on in the mansion mm-hmm. on this episode. But my note on Peter, and then we can get right to the episode. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's the best bachelor. Aww. 
Personally, I already liked Colton better. So mm-hmm. Pete, you got to surprise me. Mm-hmm. Maybe you'll surprise me. But I think the producers, um, they definitely mold the people who are the lead a little bit. They're, mm-hmm. they're trying to tell them what, what actions to take, mm-hmm. uh, how to not offend people, you know. And there are going to be some people who are a little uncontrollable, uh, a.k.a. Caitlin Bristow who got way drunker than they wanted, who decided to make her own rules and mm-hmm. love you, respect you for that. I love her. Yeah. Um, but then there are people like Pete who are kind of, you know, pleasing and uh, I don't know, you know, he's thinking it. He's very, I think he's calculated. Mm-hmm. So I think he knows I need to make people happy. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I think he's more impressionable. And so, so far mm-hmm. I've, not a huge fan of how he's handling this, but that's just me. Hmm. Yeah, I I respect that. I can I can understand a lot of that. I just think he's pretty honest, which is like a positive thing. Yeah, um, he's not a bad guy. Yeah. I, I don't think he's like the worst guy ever. I mean, they didn't pick Jed. That would have been a mistake. <laughs> and uh, Tyler Cameron, I still think that would have been a great choice. Mike, I think, would have been an excellent choice. So, oh, you know, it is what it is. I've still seen things in the media. There's, like, still. Now we are in January, and people are still, like, advocating Mike for Bachelor in the future. So <laughs> I think it's know. not in the realm of possibility. Ari came back. I know. Exactly. Like, six years later, too. Yeah. So well, I hope anything it doesn't take that long for Mike. But Oh, no. It's six years from now, Mike will be swooped up by oh, a- yeah. His queen, as he says. So uh, anyway, let's get right to the episode. So it starts off with Hannah and Kelsey crying in oh, separate yes. corners of the house. And did you notice the the sprinkle of the fountains and you see the water fixtures and then no. you hear sniffles at the very beginning? It's just the the editing, like we were talking about the Emmy editing. It's like it was perfect. Yeah, I do think the clips always at the beginning are so good by producers. Um, Yeah, they definitely built into this drama, you know, Mm -hmm. showing the girls talking to other people about it, then coming and confronting each other Mm -hmm. about the issue. So here's my problem. I, Kelsey brings up again, the word bully is a very serious accusation and I will not tolerate tolerate it. And I applaud her because you know what, according to the definition of bullying and according to exactly what happened, what she did was not bullying by any stretch of the imagination. Hannah Ann is 23 years old, has never worked in a corporate environment. Um, She models for a living, which means she just hangs out with girls and poses and everyone is trying to impress her because she's the queen bee in a modeling situation. So I don't think she has a taste of the real world, number one. Number two, that's not bullying. And I think a lot of the problems with these girls, girl on girl action is because these girls aren't really well adjusted into society of like, there are going to be problems in your work environment and there are going to be problems in your friend, friend circles and you have to deal with it appropriately. And so I don't know. I thought, um, right off the bat, Kelsey handed it to her appropriately and Hannah Ann just turned to waterworks and making it about the champagne. I mean, it was amusing. It was really kind of funny. Um, but yeah, the champagne Hannah Ann is playing the victim and it's, 
Shanna Ann at this point is not in my favorites camp at all. In fact, she annoys me a lot. So if she wants to be redeemed, which she has to be at this point, because she's clearly going to go far, uh, they better show positive things uh, about her. Yeah, I have a very different take on that scene, actually. Huh. Um, I, the the champagne thing from the previous episode made me laugh so hard. The producers were working overtime to make that <laughs> confusion happen with Hannah Ann. And then she knocked, and then Kelsey went over to the other place and knocked over the champagne. It was like you couldn't have planned it better, and maybe they did plan it that it, it, it to me was brilliant television. Um, but I will say that Kelsey was already guns blazing, calling out McKenna in front of a bunch of people and call like, and then in her, uh, ITM called her a snake. And then she was, she was, then Hannah was an obvious target. Hannah Ann was an obvious target for her. And, uh, I don't know if I'd go so far as to call it bullying, but, um, but, the way Kelsey said, and you quoted her, um, bully is a very serious accusation and I won't tolerate it, um, just makes me cringe because I worry about people who are being bullied feeling like it's such a serious accusation. I can't ever bring it up to anyone because hmm. everyone's scared. You know, like like I, I just fear that that's, that is being wielded as like, oh, bullies can say bullying is not a nice word, so now no one wants to call it bullying, you know, because everyone's scared. It, 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 to me, just worried me that, I, that people would feel, like, scared to even bring it up if they are being bullied, you know? Right. Um, and I think that there are worse things to be called than a bully. Um, so to me, I was like, eh, whatever. Just be like, sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to be bullying you. You know, like, I felt like Kelsey could have been like, sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to call you out in front of everyone. I didn't mean to yell in, at you in your face. I didn't mean to, like, I'm sorry you cried, like, all night. I, 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 I didn't, I don't want to be a bully. I've been bullied before. I know what it feels like. That sucks. Right. So I didn't want to make you feel that way. Um, instead, she's like, I've been bullied, so I would never be a bully. And I'm like, I don't know, because sometimes people that have been bullied are bullies. <laughs> like, they don't know they are, but they are because they were before. And I'm like, Kelsey, that's not really a good defense. Um, mm, fair. So to me, I was kind of like, yeah, we'll see how this goes. Like, hopefully it's in the past. It was a blip at the beginning of the episode. Right. But that's my thought. Well, I'm glad they addressed it. I'm glad I'm glad it didn't linger the entirety of the episode. However, I hope after their little, you know, conversation, one, there was no like amicable amicable ending to it. It didn't appear that they both were like, Well, I apologize. Mm -hmm. I take responsibility for my actions and yeah. let's let's try to like be kind to one another. Let's hug it out. Mm -hmm. So my hope is that they got a therapist in and like individually had yeah. the therapist speak with each of them. Cause at this mm -hmm. point I'm like, they both are defensive and that's not a good place to be. And, um, so yeah, they both, they both take credit for their, what they did and are they need to, mm -hmm. uh, but I don't know. I just still go back to like, I think they're, I think Hannah Ann specifically is really young mm -hmm. and, and experienced with like girl conflict. I think she's yeah. just used to being kind of, like the queen bee mm -hmm. and 
because maybe she's shorter, she's playing the victim. I hate to say the height plays a role, but it kind of does sometimes. Like when you're smaller, it's like, oh, no, not me. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just a victim. Oh. <laughs> and like Kelsey yeah. is a taller woman and mm-hmm. she's from the Midwest. Mm-hmm. I could feel her. I could see her being a little more rough around the edges. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. We'll see how it all plays out. But yeah, uh, just like it annoys me. I don't think that these are the two that should go on like a two on one anytime soon. And I hope that like yeah. they both like stand alone, have a relationship with Peter and we can like enjoy their journeys. You yeah. know, that's yeah. what I hope. It seems like Kelsey is teased in the super trailer. So maybe for she's sure. around for a while. I mean, I think Hannah Ann will be around for a while too. So. Hopefully totally. they can bury the hatchet. And before we bury the hatchet, we cannot get over the finasco. <laughs> this, I wrote it down. I could, I went back and watched it again. I, this was my favorite thing about the episode. It made me laugh so hard. And um, how serious she was. How serious and how Kelsey so didn't serious. even, Kelsey didn't even. Well, no. Nope. Like, I know what a finasco is. Yeah, finasco. This was a finasco. I'm I'm tracking what you're saying. And all of America is like, what the hell is a finasco? Fiasco? I'm sorry, is that what you meant? 23-year-old Hannah Ann. Oh, sweet. Clearly, she left high school. And I would love to do some reach. Did she, I hate to say, honestly, at this day and age, it doesn't matter if she went to college or not. But she does not strike me as a sharp shooter. Or uh, what's the term? The sharpest crown um, <laughs> in the, the box, box or the sharpest tool in the shed. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, I, it, it was, <laughs> I can't stop laughing about it. <laughs> she was so serious. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. It was, it was it. good. It was great. You know, and, and it reminds me of the lingerie part later. Yes. When later in the episode, Sierra. Lingerie. Is, going... is that what she called it? <laughs> oh, this is like, I think it was lingerie. <laughs> did she say, I thought it was I lingerie. I don't think she did the je. It was just lingerie or something. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, it's lingerie. Yeah. It is lingerie. Not <laughs> I love it. These, Maybe it's a regional oh, thing. Do you think they, that's how they pr- pronounce it in certain parts of the country? I hope not. Do you know what I think it is? I think it's an experience. Yeah. It's like if I called Dom Perion like uh, Dom Peragin or something. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? Like, this, I, have, I have heard – I have some friends that will say fox fur instead of faux fur. Because of how it's spelled, fox. They'll call it fox. And I'm like, fox fur? And I'm like, real live fox fur? Is that what you're... What? You had boots lined with fox fur? I'm like appalled and like surprised. And then I realized like, oh no, they're they're saying faux. They're talking about fake fur. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you're right. I mean, we should give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, maybe but maybe it that's is. how people pronounce it in certain regions you know i don't know i i don't think they know it's just an american Um, accent i I don't know maybe uh while we bring before we move on to the next thing uh i want to note that i did hear that the bottle that kelsey had brought the whole champagne gate Uh thing um it was a bottle of dom perion oh so So those bottles oh yeah they are like 200 dollars bottles yeah 
I think I, I I've never bought it myself, but no. I've been to parties where they've had it and they are literally, I had to order a bunch for a party once and they're like $200 a bottle, a wow. bottle. Wow. So, so that pop I, really made her head turn all, it spun all the way around. Right. And you know, we don't know the story. I mean, maybe it came from a relative who passed away. You know, we have no idea like the, who gave yeah, her this it's bottle. Just or a maybe bottle it was of champagne, bottle. but she clearly, you know, it was, it was sen- sentimentalized and totally. she wanted it to be special. And she had her moment that she was waiting for. And I mean, it's hilarious. So the way you said moment. Because she brought up yeah. moments. Everyone's stealing real. her moment. Even though it's a, it's a $200 bottle, and $200 yeah. is really expensive for a bottle of champagne. Yeah. But it's still just a bottle. Yeah. So anyway, just to note that. Um, all right. Let's get to the Victoria P date. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so I thought this was really interesting. Um, I thought she – well, this is Randall, but she has really skinny arms. She has skinny everything. Did you see those jeans yeah. on her legs? And I was like, if I was wearing Nothing. those jeans, they would not be hanging and like baggy, like barely on my hip. So I looked at photos of her when she was Miss Louisiana at the Miss USA pageant. And she has a killer body. I mean, she was she went to the top 15 in the mm-hmm. pageant. Mm-hmm. Um, we, the, we should note that this is the same pageant that uh, Aliyah, 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 I think it's Aliyah. Aliyah. Mm-hmm. All right. Alea and Victoria were both in the Miss USA this past mm-hmm. year, 2018, mm-hmm. which is the year – or no, I'm sorry. I guess it would be class of 2018, I think. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's like the year after Hannah Brown and Caitlin. Question. Um, so Just Caitlin, a side note. Does Donald yeah. Trump still run that Miss USA organization? I don't know. I don't know. If it's, because he, he did for a while. America. Yeah, I do it's, remember that. Yeah, um, Miss USA versus Miss America is – does it all feed into the same thing? Or I'm going to look it up. Um, but Donald the, Trump owned it for a while or ran it. He did. No, you're totally right. So Miss Universe um, as well as Miss Teen USA at least was owned by Trump from 96 to 2015. Okay. Well, he doesn't own it anymore. That's, yeah. No. He stopped before presidency, I guess. Okay. But uh, – Great point. But uh, anyway, so Victoria B has a killer body. Mm-hmm. But part of me is like, maybe she had the killer body and was like, I'm going on TV. I need to lose a little more weight because the girl looks, re- mm-hmm. I mean, she's beautiful. Like, yeah, she looks stunning. so sexy on the one on one date, like the second mm-hmm. night of the second portion. Mm-hmm. But I almost was like, are you too skinny? Like, mm-hmm. unhealthy? Like, are you eating enough? And I never want to say that too deeply because mm-hmm. I don't know her body I don't know her right. body type maybe she doesn't and retain stress can also like if I was in the house on tv for non-stop 24 hours a day like I don't know how much I would be able to stomach eating <laughs> like mm. sometimes stress will do that to me really but everyone's everyone's different yeah so anyway I think she's beautiful it's just Hopefully. it was kind of a weird reminder to me myself yeah. even Mm-hmm. Okay, we don't have to be that skinny. No. But um, yeah. Hopefully, so he, she he took her. What are you gonna say? Hopefully, uh, she doesn't want. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. Hopefully, she doesn't have a complex. Yeah. About eating because she's beautiful regardless. She I know. I agree. So um, he took her to a date at the canyon. 
which I looked on a map. It's in Agora Hills, which is truly like right next to where he grew up. Grew up. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he's exaggerating that he goes there all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one thing I thought, I mean, the day date, whatever, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you had any comments on the day date. Uh, I just wondered, do you think that was an ABC um, musician or do you think it was just the resident musician of the bar? Like it, it looked natural. Like it didn't feel like the highly produced. Oh, what do you yeah. Think? They might've just, it I looked no just idea. like a line dance. Like, Oh, this band is always here on Fridays. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. I, I, I don't even think they, that. I don't think they even like credited them. They didn't no, say the name of the band right. or anything. So well, that felt, it felt like natural that way. Yeah. Yeah. Which is good, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they dr- had a drink at the bar and then mm-hmm. apparently they left, which we all know. That means they go off in their separate vehicles and they get ready for the evening portion of the date. Mm-hmm. They're probably separated for another two hours or so. And then they come back and come together. Yeah. So. They came back together. I really liked the evening portion where they went to that museum with all of those awesome planes. Mm-hmm. Um, and they sat down for dinner, which they probably did not eat. Mm-hmm. And uh, her story, I just, it was sad. It's really sad. Um, she shared that her dad had passed away when she was young. Her mom fell into addiction. Uh, and she grew up in and out of shelters. Yeah. So, even in saying that, I think she's like skirting over years of her life. Like she's glossing over. I mean, I just can just get this sense. The way she was telling the story, she was like not looking him in the eye completely. Mm-hmm. She was kind of like in her head, like off in another place. Mm-hmm. Um, but in like respectfully, she would at times like look back at him. But mm-hmm. You could tell it was really difficult for her to share this. Like, I yeah. actually, I genuinely believed her. At times, she was, like, sobbing mm-hmm. and her breathing. Yeah. Her, she had really shallow breaths. And, like, the emotion was clearly, like, coming up through her stomach, through her lungs. Like, this was not a contrived place at all. No, uh, no. I just thought it was really sad and I could tell this has made a really big impact on her Mm -hmm. and she probably doesn't stop to like fully recall all of it that often. No. Well, I was thinking how often would you tell this story to a guy that you're dating for two days? Like it's probably one of those things that you wouldn't have a reason to bring up until you're more serious. Well, I do know. I don't know. I mean, yes, of course, but I do know that her platform for Miss USA has to do with substance abuse mm-hmm. because you know, her mother was an addict. Mm-hmm. And knowing that, I'm sure there are parts of her story that she mm-hmm. shares, like my mother was mm-hmm. an addict mm-hmm. or, you know, I grew up this way. And she might mm-hmm. be so used to like, I grew up and my, my father died. I mm-hmm. raised my sister and mm-hmm. it's really easy for her to like share that and without emotion mm-hmm. but to go into the details yeah about shelters she, and not knowing when you're going to eat again and yeah it's a lot yeah it was it was really sad I think mm-hmm. a part that got me too was she said that she would um peel potatoes and put salt and pepper on it and like that was what she would eat mm-hmm. and, and that's her just sister. 
Yeah. How do you feel about, so he's had a lot of conversations with other girls about how perfect their family is and how their parents are still together and have been married for X amount of years. And he's like, Mm -hmm. he looks like so happy when he hears those stories that I was like, this is a switch. Like, this is a totally different uh, place that that Victoria P is coming from. Like, I bet Mm -hmm. that probably added to her... Um, to her emotion and her anxiety of just like feeling like will will I be enough with my background because I know family is very important to you like what about this that I have to tell you you know he handled it really well he did I think he's really this was one of those dates I was really impressed with how Peter handled it you know he in general, is very good at making whoever he's talking to feel like the only person in the room. Oh, yeah. He's great with eye contact. Mm-hmm. He is great with, like, listening. His listening skills are great. Um, and he did a great job listening to her, for sure, and, like, emoting with her and, like, feeling her pain and mm-hmm. just being completely engaged, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I wrote kind of what they had said, so... She just said, I didn't feel like deserving of someone like you. Um, You've shown me the kind of love I deserve. Um, And she even said, like, I didn't want to share this with you because almost you can tell like the producers were telling her, okay, you finally have your one-on-one, so you got to share your story tonight. Yeah. And she's probably thinking like, oh, my God. But she said, it's been such a heavy week for you, and this is heavy. Mm -hmm. So she was even thinking like, uh, like, I know I'm sharing this with you, but this is heavy and you already have had a heavy week. Like mm-hmm. you probably don't need this on your plate. And mm-hmm. he was very excited to comfort her, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I just think he's the sort of person who guys love being the protector guys love like men connect with women on an emotional level. Look, a, wa- a man doesn't propose to a woman cause the paper says she's perfect. He proposes to a woman because he's emotionally invested, not just sexually, not just mentally, but emotionally. And this was one of those moments where I was like, all right, Peter is hooked emotionally. She is in his, she's on his radar really Mm -hmm. strongly because she gave him a reason to be emotionally connected. So, um, yeah, I just thought it was sweet that she shared all that with him, even her insecurity of it being heavy. And I don't want to do that to you. And then what he said, so I'm sure you caught this, when he said he had talked to God before the season, and he asked God to, whoever his wife is, to watch over her. And then I think he said something like, I think that could be you. Yes. Am I right? Like, I I was so quick, but I was like, is that really what you just said right now? Like, you're telling her, like, you might be the woman I've been praying that God watches over. I was watching it with my friends, and I was like, Everyone's being too loud. Pause. Rewind. We have to watch this over again because I think he just said something really serious to Victoria P. Yeah. And I listened to it again and I was like, wow, yeah. It was one of those things where I was like, he probably has like a, like a, he has a relationship with God, obviously. And it seems like he has sort of like a, a premonition or wants to look for signs or feels like God's trying to tell him something, you know, he feels like spiritually, like he's like trying to get in tune. And the fact that he brought up like seeing a shooting star after he asked God to protect 
and watch over his like future wife Mm-hmm. And the fact that he decided to share that with, with Victoria P, I felt was mm-hmm. like, wow, he really thinks she's, I don't know. I mean, especially after she told her personal story, I was like, it would be cruel for him to tell her this, knowing that she's like not even on the top of his list. Oh, totally agree. So like, I was like, that is- that seemed serious. I totally agree. I think it's so funny. We watch this show so much and people go, oh, they were so understanding. That means they like them. And in my head, I'm like, no, no, no. They're the bachelor. Like they're trying to make everyone feel great and important and like liked. But when they share their heart, like the lead emotes their feelings, that's when you got to pay attention. And he definitely did that with this story and mm-hmm. I was I was hooked and the way he was looking at her like mm-hmm. just like let me wrap my arms around you let yeah. me just like protect you it, it was not like overtly sexual it was like a caretaker but like a yeah I don't know I don't know I can relate this to my husband but you know there are times where my husband is so sweet he's just like oh I just want to like love you I just like yeah just love you in a you're so sweet and precious way Mm -hmm. and that's the way Peter was looking at her you could tell there was a moment so I think she said something I don't know if this is the stars aligning and you could tell he thought about it he's like yeah the stars and he was like should I tell her about the thing and he's like yeah I'm gonna tell her the story and he's like so a couple days before this started (laughs) and then he like you could tell he was like he was like I think I need to tell her this right now. And then they started making out and you're right. He was like, like comforting her. And then they made out in the cockpit. <laughs> Which was awesome. I love that. All right. So meanwhile, back at the mansion, I kind of loved this. Alea put on the pilot hat and was like, Oh, I'm just testing out this pilot wife life. Pilot wife life. <laughs> I bet there's going to be some sort of acronym for that. P P W L P W L is going to be like the new thing. I mean, thing. maybe, you know, Her I can wife, see wife. her as that. I think she's cute. Like in those moments, I actually got it. I was like, so fast forward to later in the convo later with Peter she shared that one of her best friends was married to a pilot. And I just got to give you my honest feedback here. Mm-hmm. I saw where she was going with that she was trying to relate to him that like hey look like I have a friend who does this exact thing who like is used to her husband leaving her at night who's away for a few days at a time and like I would have that she would have that moral support with because she already has that friend mm-hmm. and I think she was just trying to share that like I get it I, I understand what your life actually looks like and I am down for that like if you're the guy Mm-hmm. it doesn't matter to me that you go away for a time and um I don't know I related to it because you know when you have been married to your military husband mm-hmm. there were people I dated in the military and uh you know I I think when there's something really foreign and unknown all you try to do is like put pieces together and relate mm-hmm. things I think Aaliyah was genuinely like she's one of the few girls who has talked about what life with Peter would look like mm-hmm to me, that shows a maturity. I don't think right. these other girls are really thinking about what it would look like. But she people. wasn't. But she. But the thing is, it would have been interesting if she had said like, maybe they edited it out. But 
she really was only just like wearing his hat and drinking wine and saying like here I am living my pilot wife life like she wasn't she wasn't she didn't come to him and say anything serious she was just like the pilot let the pilot let I can't say it the pilot yeah, wife life it's gonna be great I can do it but she wasn't like she wasn't like, yeah, I have a feeling it's going to be hard, but I'm up for it because I really like you and I think that I can make it work. Like I have a, I have jobs and everything, but like, you know what? I want to support you because I think your job's really cool. She didn't say anything like that. She was just like, I'm just wearing your hat and I'm just like being sexy and it's really fun. Here I am. Right. Well, I honestly, I get it because like I'm putting myself in her shoes being her age and like she's trying to be fun. She's trying to be cute and funny and you know, as you said, sexy. So I she did say in that whole clip, you know, like the girls were asking her questions and she's sitting on the counter wearing that little cap and she said, "I'm very good at putting on face when I need to." Mhm. Okay, I think what producers did here is they took that and they ran with it. And they took that like kind of out of context to mm-hmm. say like, "Oh, maybe she's good on putting on face." And like sharing things that aren't true mm-hmm. when I think that was her way of saying like, because I'm used to pageants, which by the way, I did some research. Um, so she was, um, so we know she won her state in 2019, right? She won mm-hmm. Texas. Okay. Mm-hmm. She was in 2017 in the top 10. She didn't give up 2018. She was the runner up. Mm-hmm. So at that point, she could have been like, I'm done. I I got the runner up. All right. I've been Mm -hmm. doing this circuit for years. She was like, no, no, no. I'm going to win. I'm going to be number one, not number two. Mm -hmm. Did it again in 2019 and won. Mm -hmm. So that's just for like the title of Miss Texas. Mm -hmm. She said she's had like multiple titles. So she's had Mm -hmm. other titles that she clearly won to even get to those places. And Mm -hmm. I just think like she's so used to this pageant life Mm -hmm. that I think I don't know. I think I'm just rationalizing that it all makes sense to me that mm-hmm. she puts on face for how to how to make herself appear in front of judges in the audition room. Oh yeah. But I, I just think that's what it really is, and mm-hmm. producers are making a lot out of some uh, out of it. It reminds me of Crystal, like the little baby voice Crystal used. Like mm-hmm. she does have like a voice, and it's like. I could see that rubbing some of the girls the wrong way because it's sometimes it's off putting to talk to someone and be like, hello in there. Like, are you really there or is it somebody else? Like, what's happening? We were just having a conversation. Now you're a different person. (laughs) Um, So I get it. I get it. I think, yeah, I think it blew out of proportion and probably was the fires were stoked by the producers. I think you're right there. Totally, totally. So anyway, they have this date card and then they have the pillow fight date, Demi's Dillafight date. Mm-hmm. So I just want to note, Demi shared this, I think on a podcast or interview, that the only girl who really wasn't excited to see her was Kelly. Mm-hmm. And she said she felt like all the girls that she woke up who were like going on the date felt mm-hmm. like they were groomed to like be on the bachelor. She felt like they were like excited to see Demi and like, you know, they were worried Mm -hmm. more worried about like impressing Demi than like impressing Peter. Hmm. And I think that rubbed Demi the wrong way. Like these girls are just like, you know, auditioning for their next Instagram modeling contract basically, Mm -hmm. you know? So 
anyway, interesting tidbit to know. Yeah, uh, I could totally see Kelly being like, okay, Demi's here. Cool. Whatever. Right. Don't care. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just um, want to, like, gaze lovingly and longingly into Peter's eyes. That's all I care about doing. I mean, so to speak, <laughs> right? Um, I thought it was funny. She said, like, who wants to see their attorney dressed in lingerie on the TV show? <laughs> yeah. And I was thinking, everyone does. Uh, <laughs> of course. You know, you work with a lot of horny men, and they <laughs> are later be like, I have a hot attorney. She has, she's beautiful, she's a sexy body, and I saw her lingerie and TV. Yeah. Come on. But she covered it well, I thought. You know, yeah. like she, she tried to, like, close it up so, like, mm-hmm. you barely could see the lingerie. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And- there was some psychology there with what outfits they gave which girl totally totally yeah yeah why what do oh, you yeah. think like who oh yeah you know, savannah gets the sack uh because she kissed him first yeah I- yeah uh sarah looked really cute in little shorts alaya so had like cute. the long white flowing like 50s like housewife, housewife. Yes. yeah yes she did Oh, yeah. Tammy, you know, I kind of thought this was rigged because I thought Tammy did like really well, although I think she got tackled a couple times. I don't I didn't really understand what the rules were of the game. Yeah, I thought it was BS. I have no idea. But Alea won. Alea won. Yeah. So Alea won. Um, And of course, it was her and Sydney against each other at the end. And You know, it bothered me that, of course, Sydney had said this in the ITM, like people like Alea win in this world. And I just thinking like, Sydney, what kind of chip on your shoulder do you have? So I want to share some investigative journalism I've done. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I feel like everyone should know these things, but like, maybe you don't. Right. So Sydney and Hannah B went to the same high school. Mm -hmm. Hannah Bay is like the grade above her. Mm -hmm. So, of course, if you go to a big public high school in Alabama, there's going to be a lot of people. And I'm sure there's a lot of beautiful people. I'm sure they're not even the only most beautiful people who came out of their high school, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I was curious. Oh, so Hannah Brown in an interview has said, or interview, or maybe it was her Facebook. It was something that I watched. She was like, I actually know a lot of girls on this season. So my guess is Hannah Brown probably knew of, like, Aaliyah or Leia, whatever. Mm-hmm. Leia and Victoria. Maria P because they're in the pageant circle mm-hmm. and also who else is um, Kelsey's also in the pageant circle mm-hmm. Kelsey was Miss Iowa this actually in 2017 so years mm-hmm. ago mm-hmm. so the same year as Kaylin and Hannah mm-hmm. Kelsey was in it mm-hmm. she definitely knows Kelsey mm-hmm. or knows her mm-hmm. um, and I think she also would know the girl from her high school mm-hmm. who would be sitting mm-hmm. so all that to say if those are the girls she knows, you would think, oh, maybe they like each other and they're friendly. Nope. Sydney does not follow Hannah Brown, and Hannah Brown does not follow Sydney. And I will is that say like a big that- deal. I don't know. I, I'm not a part of the social media world, so I don't yes. really know. It's a big deal. Yes. Sydney is like has thirty thousand followers to date, okay? Mm-hmm. Which is not a lot. Mm-hmm. Some of these girls like Madison already has over 300. Madison and Hannah Ann have over 300. Mm-hmm. Sydney has 30,000. She follows less than 700 people. Mm-hmm. You would think she'd be following real people she knows, like Hannah Brown, 
nope, doesn't follow Hannah Brown. And Hannah Brown doesn't follow her. So hmm. I think I think my little thoughts are that Sydney is jealous of Hannah Brown. And hmm. a lot of this angst she has against Aaliyah is just her her feelings that like people in the pageant world like Hannah Brown are fake and they win and they just get ahead. And I think Sydney is just jealous. I think she has a huge jealousy issue. Okay, because but she also shared that it was difficult growing up in a biracial family. Um and that she's experienced a lot of racism where she's from. So her mom, I believe, is white and her dad is half Dominican, half Dominican, black. half black. And uh, I don't know. And if she's it, not that dark. I don't know if she has siblings. But that doesn't matter. Hello. Look at what's okay. happening to Meghan Markle right now. Okay. Um, I just think that it's possible that there that she has experienced some racism slash some bullying slash some like isolation and it has come at the hands of like maybe a certain type of girl or a certain type of guy or people that she knows and grew up with. And that may be influencing how she feels about Alea or Hannah Brown. If there is any anima, we may be like making up this animosity um, that doesn't exist with Hannah Brown, but um, that is possible. But I, I, I think I relate to her a little there because I'm like, I grew up in a family where that was similar for for me you know for my brother and my sister and you know we grew up in like the northeast so I can't imagine what it might have been like in the south but you also are a decade older than her and so I think any racism she would have faced is I hate to say not a lot Mm -hmm. but I think that when I I think that when I was growing up was much less than like 10 like a decade later because I think that racism has or I guess I shouldn't make a blanket statement like that but I think that some people who have some problematic beliefs have been emboldened in more recent years I would agree in Trump era, but that's yeah. been the last four years. So the last four years, she even has during, been even during Obama's, I think that it was like it was. I think we all were like, oh, we have a black man for president, which you know was great for a lot of people in a lot of different ways, representation, and that was cool. But I think it also angered a lot of people. I'm guessing that being in the South. They, there was probably a lot of hateful things being said about Obama. Um, and a lot of people kind of like galvanizing around uh, some ideals that are pretty hateful. I don't know. Well, I do appreciate your your difference of opinion because it's, you know, I don't know. Who knows what our listeners think? And so yeah. if you're listening to this and you're have a strong opinion, please write into us. Um, you can write into us on our Instagram page. It's on the wings of love podcast. Um, yeah. And let us know. I'm going to post a picture of Sydney versus Aaliyah and I would love to know your thoughts. So in the comment section, write your thoughts. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah. So I don't know what it is, right? Maybe it'll come out as the season progresses or Mm -hmm. on the women tell all. Mm Um, but she does say that Sydney says she'll get a rude awakening sooner or later mm. and referring to Aaliyah. Mm-hmm. So then she 
goes on this date with, or not date, the group date can, mm-hmm. you know, continues and mm-hmm. she talks to Peter one-on-one and she just voices her concern. And then this ends up being the story of the entire episode. So I don't know. I think Peter clearly likes Sydney. She was like resting her whole body, like draped across him. Mm-hmm. So they are definitely sexually into each other. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then she goes back and he talks to Aaliyah too separately. And he says, Sydney, sorry to put you on the spot. Um, I tr-, And then he says, like, I trust you and I want to squash this now. Mm-hmm. So I do think that was good on Peter that he was like, I want to squash this now mm-hmm. in front of everyone. Um, and then, of course, she thinks Aaliyah's into this for the imagery of things. And Peter asks everyone to be real and raw. Um, okay, so Peter goes away. And Aaliyah confronts Sydney in front of all the girls. And it's just like, I don't understand why you felt the need to say anything. Mm-hmm. And Sydney is, re- like, defensive while you give reactions. And mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm not going to go through word through word everything they said. But my general taking of all of this is Sydney is a bit of a bully, I think. I think mm-hmm. Sydney's bitchy wait you 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 would call sydney a bully and not kelsey a bully yeah you would say kelsey is not a bully and sydney is a bully what's okay my mind is blown really (laughs) what kelsey did was rude and not nice and that day was wrong so if kelsey had continued that with hannah ann i would definitely call that a bullying action um, she did it once. I think that she, and then she apologized for that. Like what I said that night was not excusable. And she says, I apologize for that. But Hannah Ann, you know, she was basically like Hannah Ann, like, let's not, why, why tell Peter all this stuff, you know, separately here we are with Sydney and Aaliyah. Sydney's attitude is just, she, first of all, the girl never smiles. I'm like, when are you going to smile? <laughs> um, and it's kind of funny slash kind of like, what's going on in your head. And then secondly, like, look, I get it if she's more soft-spoken or if she's just like a calmer personality. And so mm-hmm. doesn't typically, as you say, get the guy because she doesn't come across loud and vivacious or whatever. Mm-hmm. But how rude of her with the way she goes, do you like have a job? And Aaliyah goes, yeah, I have three jobs. Ever, honestly, I rewatched that scene multiple times. I and- did too, and I just couldn't take Leia seriously. I, I I just see this whole situation from the opposite side of you. It's so so interesting. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Okay. Well, I just I'll just say this, and then I want to hear your side. I just mm-hmm. think Aaliyah was totally not even defending herself. She didn't even feel like I need to defend myself. She was just like kind of matter of fact, being like, "Yes, I can't believe you asked if I have jobs." Like, yeah, I have jobs, of course. Um, and it just bothered the crap out of me that Sydney was so prideful to like, I don't know, just the way she said it. Do you like have a job? Like, do you like even do anything? I, I, I saw that whole thing so differently. She was asking and remember these girls have been drinking. So that's part of it too. Um, but Sydney asks about the job thing because I think she is trying to figure a layout. She, you can see the wheels in her head trying to be like, who are you? 
I don't understand who you are. Who are you? Who is Alea? Because I'm not seeing who Alea is. So she's like, maybe she's she one of those people. She could have done that nicely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. no, no. I agree. I, think... I agree. I'm just explaining why I think she asked the question. She could have been sitting next to her. But she could have sat next to her. Her approach could have been, if she was genuinely interested in her, she could have been like, Alea, I really don't know you very well. Like, what do you do for a living in Texas? Yeah, but I that think, wasn't how she approached it at I all. Think she just she stood was there, asking, very judgy, and she, said, yeah. "Do you like have a job?" She was asking, like, "Are you even smart?" <laughs> she was asking because, and you could see Alea trying to figure out why she asked her that question, and then she yes. realizes, "Oh, the pageant thing." No, I know some people. If you win a title, you can't have a job. No, I, I can have. I I have a job. And so, yeah. And she's like, but I think she was trying to figure out, like, is that why she's so, like, weird and has, like, this 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 affectedness to her personality because she only does pageants for her job? I think that's what she was trying to figure out. And then when she figured out that she has a job, she was like, well, then why do you, like, then what is going on? She's like, do you do you do you find that you, like, know how to talk to like put it on like do you put things on because that's what I'm getting from you I'm not getting anything real I'm just getting this like put on like personality that doesn't seem like the real Alea that's what I felt like I think with the drinking and all of that and Sydney definitely had some defenses up and you called it pride and that she was like standing there like hoity-toity over her but I was like I didn't really see that well we'll we'll play it back and let you guys be the judge do you like work at all? I have three jobs. Do you work? I didn't know. I never asked you. Yeah. Because some girls say like their job is being Miss whatever. I don't know if that. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that. Well, like Miss USA, you have to quit your job. Like you can't have a job. Do you feel like you like keep a lot of that in you to this day, like pageantry and like yeah. the training and stuff? Yeah. People kind of keep calling me out. You know, you're always so prim and proper and perfect and like. And I'm just like, I'm so used to it. Like, that's yeah. just kind of been my life for eight years. Yeah. And I've always been a title holder. Like, I've held several titles. And so I'm so used to being that. Knowing what to say, the say right it. thing to say. The and right knowing way how to not look. to offend anybody when I'm saying things. And, like, you know, if I don't want to answer a question, how to answer without answering. Like, those things are easy for yeah. me. Yeah. Like, opening up and, like, being your true core is kind of hard. Yeah, I mean, I'm curious to see what everyone else thinks. We have two different sides. It's interesting. I feel like sometimes we are, like, exactly same wavelength, like, bang, bang. <laughs> and then other times... And sometimes And then other not. times we are, like, on the opposite side. I Total love it. Total opposite. I love I know. It. Um, so, Bachelor Nation, I hope you just, just listened to that clip and, uh, you know, heard for yourself what was said the attitude that comes through the the TV screen. Yeah. Tell us what you think. Um, I I really, really want to know. Um, I really think it'll play out. Yeah. I think it'll play out. She's, she's going to be back. I think. So what happens after that? They go, uh, to the pool party, right? Yeah. So, Oh, I could just gloss over this. I mean, it just was like, Peter, like talking to Aaliyah or Leia, talking to Sydney, talking to a few other girls. Which everyone um, else said she seems kind of fake. I mean, not everyone, but 
a lot of people. I will say the way other people said it, um, they said, yeah, does her octave, does her voice go up higher? Yeah. I think Um, Alexi said that, I think. Lexi said that. So Lexi was like calling out the only thing she could call out. Like, yep, I've heard her voice go up higher on the camera. And Kelsey. Smash cut to her talking to a bartender and then turning around and being like, Did great editing i know great editing oh yeah it's all editing that's what i'm saying like i watch yeah. this I'm like i get it good job editors but um yeah kelsey said what was true like kelsey's like in the pageant circle like this is she basically is saying like this is normal in the pageant circle but like you figure that out for yourself mm-hmm. so what kelsey said was not really polarizing which i appreciated i think kelsey was like yeah what she does is like kind of typical of her pageant but like you need to figure out your she wasn't putting her on the bus she wasn't praising her she was just kind of like kind of like I'm not surprised by her behavior mm-hmm. um and I think that's and then Natasha who I like her her commentary was kind of like yeah she puts it on for the camera but like that could be the pageantry thing so I think these girls mm-hmm. obviously don't know each other well yet um they're of course they're gonna speculate negatively against someone else it puts them forward I mean, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just competition one hundred and one. I think this is Lord of the Rings, and they're trying to kill off someone, and they're killing off Aaliyah. And honestly, it, it genuinely bothered me watching it all. Mm-hmm. Um, I just hate when other girls put other women. I just think in general, women should build women up. Yeah, and maybe. if if there's I think the only one who did it tastefully was Victoria P. Like Victoria P. didn't throw her under the bus. She just said like factually what was said. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't want to lie, but like, this is what she told me. But like, mm-hmm. like kind of like, I don't want to have to tell you this. Yeah. And because I don't want to put another woman under the bus. Mm-hmm. I think that the way some of these other women did it, it, they were trying to be frank and like real, so to speak. But yeah. like, just build other women up, you know, like yeah. it happened to just like being like, you know what? I don't, I think one girl said I don't gravitate towards her, but I mean, we're just different personalities. Mm-hmm. Say that, you know yeah. what I mean? But to say it is like, a trope like of... her, it's not fair. That's yeah. not fair to like the people who go far, people who are well liked. That's why you have someone like Hannah Ann listening to all this and just sitting there. Mm-hmm. Like she must've learned from Hannah G like, don't pipe up. Like, do not talk about other women when they're talking about other women. Just, like, keep your mouth shut. Because she kept her mouth shut. I thought it was so interesting. She's, like, in the action without being in the action. Hmm. You know? I think it's also a trope of the show. I mean, the producers are having conversations with these girls one-on-one and probably pulling out of them, like, so what do you think of this person? What do you think of that person? What did you think? Oh, you noticed this happened. What did you? How did you feel about it? And Sydney may have said, like, I don't know. Again, I'm just hot taking and speculating everywhere, but um, but I think that it's possible that the that the producers were like, okay, well, don't you think you should tell Peter that? <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? Like somebody has got to tell Peter something because that's what the show is. That's like a part of the show. Like, it is. It's definitely something. I mean, it happens. You don't. Well, it's it doesn't bode well for the person that does bring it up usually. Right? Mm-hmm. Do people usually they, do those people no. usually go far? That's why it was weird that like he was like, let me let me reward Sydney for telling me something, and I'm gonna publicly make that clear to you guys that you tell me shit, I'll give you a rose. 
<laughs> you know, like, okay. That's They're all tattletailing all over the place. They're like, oh, well, I Peter, like I got that. something I... to tell you. <laughs> right. So to me, that's where he did wrong as the bachelor. I was uh, like, bachelor fail. That was not the yeah. person to give the rose to. Just give the rose to Kelly. Give the rose to someone else on that date, you know? Yeah. By the way, speaking of like, they're all going to talk to the bachelor and tell him what something. I love what I Kelly it... told him. Oh, uh, she, she goes, your beard. Um, I, oh, yeah. I... That was ballsy. I was like, she is in control right now. She is like, and he got like, so like, <laughs> like, oh, okay. All right. Oh, I, sh- I should shave a little bit. Okay. I'll do it for you. I'll do it for you. Yeah. Loved it. This is why I think she's going to win or like, you know, be the last, be the last one. Yeah. Oh, you think she'll be the final one? Yeah. Final one. I think Kelly is great. Um, I love that she was acting like a girlfriend already and telling him what to do with his hygiene. Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, I also found out that Kelly went to the University of Alabama. Hmm. So, um, she does have some Southern in her. She graduated in 2014. So, which means that she went to University of Alabama and then she went to a law school like in the Chicago area. Um, I can't remember the name of the law school, but I just think it's funny that Pete is like, oh my gosh, she's so, so smart and like super smart. And I'm sure she comes across more polished than the other women. And maybe that's why he's saying that, but mm-hmm. I guess obviously from one city girl to another, I'm like, Kelly just seems normal. Like Kelly seems great, you know, like Mm -hmm. a put together 27 year old. Like I'm sure she parties and gets wasted, but, um, yeah, like she went to law school. There's a lot of people who go to law school. Mm -hmm. She's not like the first person ever to get her master's. I just think he doesn't have a lot of like school type accomplished women in his group. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's okay. Like, I don't think that's the only thing to qualify someone, but um, I mean, I'm, I'm into it that he's into her. Yeah. I think she's great. And I really like Kelly a lot. So yeah. um, I just think from all fronts, she's definitely like in the front runner category. Oh yeah. I think so too. Yeah, and I also like how she can play it cool and, like, not get involved in the drama, even though she's sitting right in the middle. Did you catch that? Yes. On that date when uh, Mm -hmm. Leah and Sydney were talking across her, (laughs) she's, like, biting her lip, like. Yeah. I want to applaud all the other girls on the group date. Like, they did such a good job of staying out of the drama. Mm-hmm. And I think that's actually something to note because often girls start taking sides mm-hmm. and I think these girls have watched too many seasons of The Bachelor to know that. Yeah. And yeah, good for them. Yeah, I like mean, Tammy was like, um, over this. Sarah was like, we didn't hear a peep out of her, but we haven't heard anything out of her the whole three episodes. So I think there's she- a reason why. Wah, I know. Wah. I think she was the girl we thought would go far, and she just didn't. She was just a pretty face. Yeah. A pretty face. Who knows? You know, maybe she wasn't into him. Like, um, I kind of get the vibe. Like, she posted something on Instagram, like, I'm all fine. Mm -hmm. So maybe she just, like, really wasn't into Peter, and she just, there was no point in faking it. And so. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? That's a real thing. Sometimes people aren't, they don't vibe each other. Like, it's not just Peter being like, next, no thanks. It's like, the Ah. girls have agency too. But often, it's so early on, like, it's 
the bachelor. Okay. So he's the lead, right? So Mm -hmm. it's kind of the girl's job to like drive the conversation unless the guy's like a great conversationalist. And he's Mm -hmm. like, so tell me about your home. Tell me about your life. Like Peter doesn't strike me as the guy who's like super awesome at that. I think he's probably a fun date, but he's not Mr. Questions. Mm -hmm. He's more like, let me touch you. So I don't know. I kind of just vibe like he and Sarah maybe didn't have a lot to talk about potentially. And Mm -hmm. she uh, amongst many other women and then just didn't work. So Mm -hmm. yeah, um, she'll be fine. Uh, We'll probably see her on Bachelor in Paradise, right? I think so. Just because she's hot. So why not? So many Um, of my friends were upset when she went. Your friends were upset? Yeah, they really wanted her to go far. Well, I think we all had her in our bracket, Because she right? looks like, like a bachelor queen. I mean, she is like the type of girl that typically does go far on the show. Totally. Totally. Well, she didn't work out. But <laughs> um, one girl who was really annoying at this rose ceremony and right before it was McKenna. Mm. I swear she was having hot flashes. <laughs> She was her face at the end, like when, like before she got when they took the rose away. She was like, <gasps> like hands, hands on, on the face. face, like terrified look, like she was walking through a haunted house or something. <laughs> I know. And then she was like hands on her on her neck and on her hair. She was like touching her whole body, like <gasps> like it's okay, McKenna. Breathe, <gasps> breathe. He might have kissed you and he pinned you up on that bar area, but like, maybe that was it. Maybe you were a bad kisser, McKenna. Maybe you're not a good kisser. Maybe he didn't think you were really sexy tonight. Maybe he doesn't like you that much. Maybe he didn't get you know? enough time and all the drama made him not pay attention Forget to you. Forget about you. Oh McKenna, you're not the one. I swear she, was, she will die. She saw her she life come- flash before her eyes. She did. You could see it in her face. She was like, <gasps> she thought all those things that you just said. Yeah. She did. <laughs> She's having one of those, like, I went on the first date. I thought it was great. Wait, I, I, he's not really into me, but we made out. Like, this, you know what I mean? She's going yeah. through everything in her head. Like, I don't, it's because we didn't have enough time. It's because I didn't kiss him long enough. It's because... I mean, like, get over it. Yeah. Like, the guy knows in two seconds if he's she, really into not. Like, yeah. you're, yeah. you're fine for a little while. She was, like, looking at the other girls, like, crying, like, this is your fault. Like, before, <laughs> yeah, she, she was like, she was like, everyone's drama is making it impossible. Oh, so, she does get the final rose. So, she the does. roses go to Kelsey. Big smile when she got that rose. Mm-hmm. So I guess the drama subsided. Yeah. So Kelsey, then Hannah Ann. And then Hannah Ann, yeah. Yep. And then Natasha, Lexi, Madison, Sheehan, Kelly, Sierra, Tammy, Savannah, Deandra. Mm-hmm. The dreaded rose was taken away. Mm-hmm. And then uh, yeah. So several girls went home. I mean, I don't know if I could say I saw it coming or I didn't see it coming. I they really don't show a lot of like his interactions with these girls. That's my one complaint yeah. from this episode is on that group date. I would have loved to see like what he talked to or what he talked about with like, honestly, even with the other girls. Cause sometimes it's nice to know like, Oh, like Savannah, for example, mm-hmm. say she works out or doesn't work out. 
it's nice to know that like, hey, when they get one on one, they have nothing to talk about or their body language says yeah, it all. Yeah, we're not but, like, seeing. Let us see that. Mm-hmm. I want to see it. I just want to like know yeah. how he reacts. With, I get that he has connections with a few, but I want to see the the lack of connections even. Yeah. With, or if there's just or if he's just a big D ball and he has physical connections with all of them, you know? <laughs> Wait, what's a D ball? <laughs> <laughs> um i love that i think i meant to say d-bag so um that's a good episode great episode great episode um okay what about the trailer what about the do you think so when is Alea coming back is she back back or is she like no i'm gonna go in and talk to him or is she like he invites her back what do you think I think this is classic Bachelor Producers. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Bachelor Producers definitely forced Luke to go to that final rose ceremony. Um, that was yeah. not the way he wanted to do it. Um, and I think this is a classic situation of that. Uh, this has happened on so many seasons where a girl gets cut kind of in the middle of the season. She comes back and mm-hmm. like wants to talk to the Bachelor and maybe like out other people or mm-hmm. tell her him he, she really likes him. I don't mm-hmm. know. I think that that's what's happening. I think okay, you don't think he invited her back. Definitely not. Okay. No. Yeah. What do you think? Well, at the end of the episode, they kind of made it seem like he was like, I don't think I want to let her leave. You know? Yeah. And I think producers told her so that. They, yeah. So they, yeah, they, they set it up to be like, which is it? Does she come back on her own or does he invite her back? Dun, well, dun, we'll dun. find out. Yep. We'll find out next week. They'll be in Cleveland. And, um, Traveling yeah. already. Time to travel. Mm-hmm. Great city of Cleveland. Bachelor Nation updates. So this is going to be heavy. Uh, normally I do the updates and then I do a deep dive into someone from Bachelor Nation. Well, I'm going to switch it just because I prefer to end on a positive note mm-hmm. with everything. So I'm going to start a bit heavy, so brace yourselves. Um, Tyler Gauzda, and I'm probably butchering his last name. Um, He was a former contestant on um, Hannah Brown's season. He got the first one-on-one of her season and then left unexpectedly episode three. He has passed away. Uh, It's just awful. Like, I was shocked. I actually had my mother tell me this. Uh, I think she was connected to the news before I was. And it's so sad. Um, he, they, they think it was an overdose. So I feel like in these situations, you never know if it's a suicide or if it's, uh, like a true, like accidental overdose. But, um, you know, he was in his home in Boca Raton, Florida, he was studying his getting his master's in psychology. And, um, you know, I, I this this kind of broke out over a week ago, I guess. Like, he was put in the hospital. So he was put in the hospital for a week, and then he died on, like, Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. So um, horrible, horrible update to share. Um, just a little bit more about him. He grew up in Greenwich, Connecticut. Um, he was the eldest of five siblings and for a time he worked for Spike Seltzer, which is now a huge company. Mm. Uh, but he worked for them like in the beginning stages. 
which I think is super impressive. He was a young guy working for them uh, in 2014, which means he was, say, like 24, 25 when he started. No, like 24 when he was working for them. Worked for them for a few years and then went to Florida to get his master's. So um, it's honestly so tragic. And I think that it kind of bothers me that people in Bachelor Nation aren't, you know, putting it on their stories or putting it, you know, like some sort of like tribute of like, we're really sad to have lost this guy. And I know they didn't know him well, but uh, it's still a person you met in life and you went through some experience with and he died. This is not someone's injured. He's like no longer on this earth. And, um, it's tragic. And, um, some other notes I just want to share that this is not the first death in Bachelor Nation. There have been several other people through the years. Uh, there was like a woman who died in a car accident years ago um, from Bachelor Nation. Um, some people might remember Gia Ahmed. Uh, again, I'm butchering her last name. She was on Jake Pavelka's season, top three actually. So she got a lot of airtime. You would definitely remember this beautiful model. Um, and Fast forward her life when she was she was on the show in her 20s, sometime early 20s. Years passed, and um, she was dating some NBA player, living in New Orleans, and she died from suicide. So I, I really just want to share him today as my deep dive person because this is real life, mm-hmm. and he was on The Bachelor. This just happened, and it's awful. And I just want to say that um, I wanted to provide a resource, um, if just to look at, it's called, I don't mind. Um, and it's a campaign and a Instagram page that you can follow, um, kind of random, but uh, an old friend of mine used to date this guy who started this campaign and, uh, he's now married to the girl who plays Supergirl, like on the TV show. So her name's Melissa Benoit or whatever. Uh, he's married to her and, um, they started this campaign either together or he just started it. So, uh, if you want to know more about mental health, obviously there's a ton of resources out there. Um, but I did want to bring to light, uh, what Chris Randone posted on his page and share this with you. Um, he shared this last week and I don't know if it was in relation to Tyler's, um, accident or Tyler's, um, I, I don't even know what to call it. Oh, I don't know, but, yeah. um, the, what Chris posted was one out of five people suffer from anxiety and or depression. Social media can be very debilitating for many people out there. Being on the bachelorette and bachelor in paradise two years ago brought some very dark times. There were points of suicidal thoughts and not wanting to be here because of the judgment and criticism people had. Dark moments that brought on extreme anxiety and depression. A couple weeks ago, a situation played out with a couple friends of mine from Bachelor Nation on social media that was so toxic and negative, I felt compelled to stand up for them. In doing so, this led to a triad of negative comments, messages, and harassment. Feeling these emotions yet again made me understand the importance of mental health and how much control you have over your mind. But furthermore, the understanding of knowing your own true happiness, 
you can't make everyone happy. Not everyone is going to like you and you will be miserable if you're not being your true self. Um, so anyway, it's for, it's long, but he does share that he's going to do a boxing match to donate um, money for the Kevin Love charity, which focuses on mental health, anxiety, and depression. Mm. Um, and that's another great, um, resource to look at. Uh, it's called the Kevin Love Fund. So I really just want to share those two platforms with you guys, the Kevin Love Fund and I Don't Mind. Uh, both are on Instagram and have websites. And um, yeah, if you're struggling with mental health, it's okay. It is okay. And I just wanted to note that like, you know, mental health doesn't discriminate. It doesn't discriminate based on age or race or whether you're married and have multiple children or whether you're single. And um, I just think that or how educated you are or uneducated. And there's just so many things I think there should be no stigma attached to mental health. And uh, truly my thoughts and prayers go out to Tyler's family. Um, I just hope they're... I, I feel so bad for them. I can't even, I can't even imagine what they're going through. So that's that. So on a lighter note, I have several updates in Bachelor Nation. Uh, for one, Britt Carolina, who you last saw on your TV's co, um, be the bachelorette with Caitlin Bristow. Uh, she's now pregnant. So we have another baby coming on the way in Bachelor family. Uh, she got married a few years ago. She, if you can't remember her, she was on Chris Soul season. And then they brought her back to be the Bachelorette with Caitlyn. And the guys voted night one. And they voted that Caitlyn should be the Bachelorette, not Britt. So, um, you know, she hasn't really been in the limelight for a few years now. But, uh, yeah, she was a sweetheart. And I wanted to congratulate Britt. Yay. Uh, also, um, some updates of women in Bachelorette Nation. From Nick Vial's Final Four, I heard an interview that Corinne Olympus did with uh, Dean and Jared on the Help I Suck at Dating podcast. And she shared that uh, she's, you know, obviously non-traditional and pretty forward. And she was the one to actually message her boyfriend first and ask him out. Like, basically, they <clears throat> developed this friendship, uh, you know, a barely there friendship several years ago and um, that continued through another relationship she had and then she kept reaching out to him and finally said when are you going to take me on a date and she asked him out so she uh, really has a lot of female like proudness to her uh, I thought it was a really funny interview um, she's so different than a lot of people in Bachelor Nation um, and I just think it's so opposite to Vanessa Nick's final one who her boyfriend asked her out through Instagram um so it's complete opposite so I don't know I mean we'll see if both of these girls end up married to their men um I don't know sometimes I think people want to say there's a rhyme or reason to how you end up with your person but uh I don't know we're happy that Corinne's happy I'm gonna guess that this is not forever she shows up in zero photos on his Instagram page, which I don't see as a good sign. Um, granted, it is a professional page. His Instagram page is mostly professional, um, as he appears to be like a builder and designer of homes. But 
fine. You can sneak in your girlfriend for some photos. <laughs> so, um, anyway, happy for Corinne, I guess. Uh, yeah, I liked her. It, she was amusing, you know, yeah. a bit slutty, but really funny. <laughs> Definitely great entertainment. Oh, yeah, she was great. Um, and then Ben Higgins, Final Four. I have two updates. Kayla Quinn is engaged. So Kayla got engaged to her longtime boyfriend, Nick Barello, um, in Sarasota this January. So right after the holidays, uh, looks like they took a trip to Sarasota. And she announced it on the 4th of January. Um, it's a beautiful, oh my gosh, it looks like a two and a half carat diamond. It's beautiful. Um, so I'm so happy for you, Kayla. Um, cause maybe she's listening. I don't know, but, um, so happy for Kayla. And, uh, I want to know it, the magazines were calling her 29 and him 27. She's 28. Like I was, I was reading it like, no, don't age her. Come on. Like no woman wants to be aged. No. So super happy. I mean, I'm sure Nick's almost 28. So, um, anyway, they're, around 28 and just got engaged and uh, I just wish them so much happiness in this Mm -hmm. season it's gonna go by so quickly Mm -hmm. Uh, and also from Nick I'm not Nick Ben Higgins final four is Lauren Lane so Lauren Lane came on Caitlin Bristow's podcast and talked all about her life and you know she has a new dog so she is a pup mom Uh, she just shared kind of kind of normal things. I actually would say this is not super notable, this podcast worth listening to. So I'll give you all the highlights. Uh, Lauren's the sort of person, she doesn't really, I don't know, she doesn't really overexpose herself. She kind of gives like just enough of an answer. Um, But she said that the reason why they got married so quickly, they had like a five-month engagement and a pretty short dating um, timeline. Like, I think it was less than a year. She said that Chris really wanted to get married in the fall. So the option was either get married in five months or get married in like a year and a half. So they decided to get married right away. And they were married in Nashville. Um, She said Emily Ferguson, one of the the twins who uh, was on Ben season, Mm -hmm. she caught the bouquet. And she just seemed like so overjoyed about that because Mm -hmm. Emily does have a boyfriend, Lars, for like the last two years, I think. But like Emily apparently is really sweet and can't wait to be a mom and be a wife. And so she was ecstatic, apparently, to catch that bouquet. Um, Lauren just said that, you know, she did have a wedding planner for that quick wedding uh, timeline. But she's now working on planning their honeymoon, perhaps in the Caribbean. She's working with an interior designer to decorate their home that they bought they just bought a big home instead of an apartment and um yeah that's pretty much her life she's on the road with her husband uh chris lane he's a country singer uh she travels the road with him most of the day most weeks she said like wednesday to sunday or wednesday to saturday mm-hmm. and so kind of interesting tidbit is that she met chris her husband when she was living in la before she moved to Denver. So basically she met him um, before she even moved to Denver with Ben. Hmm. Just crazy. So that whole time she was with Ben engaged, she knew this guy. Um, But to be fair, she didn't know him very well. 
Mm-hmm. And then when they showed up for that, um, she was in one of his music videos and that's really how they got to know each other better. Um, they knew each other, but not super well. And she said she had tried to set him up with some other friends of hers and he had like commented on like other hot girls around her. So I don't even think she was thinking at that point, like, Oh, I'm going to date this guy. So, you know, it's just funny how full circle it's all worked out for her. And, um, she said, she's like, you know what? Like, I don't think I, the event she met Chris at, you know, like rewind back to when she met him in LA years ago. Mm-hmm. She was like, I would not have been there had it not been for the bachelor. So, you know, she's like taking that little bit of silver lining of, I, you know, I guess I had to go through all that with Ben and the bachelor and reality TV to then end up with my now husband. So, um, she's very sweet, has like a nice demeanor and, um, you know, seems lovely, but, um, that was the interview. So wanted to share that information with you guys. Um, and I'm going to end you with, uh, there's so much I want to share with you guys. All right. I'm going to give you two more updates. All right. One is on Kendall Long and the next is on everyone's famous favorite person, Tyler Cameron. All right. So stand by. All right. Um, Kendall Long. She co-hosted the podcast. I help. I suck at dating with Ben and Jared. And this other person was asking her about her dog, pistachio. Like, Oh, how does your dog do with other people? And she Basically, it said this really interesting comment. She goes, oh, like, how does she do with Joe? How does your dog do with Joe? And she said, uh, he did he did really well. Now he does really well. And I could tell the way she said it. It was like, oh, he, he did really well. Now. And then like, I could tell she, like, realized she was speaking in the past tense. Mm. And then she rephrased it and said, now he does really well. And it was so slight, but, like, I noticed it. <clears throat> um, since they broke up. So that's what I'm getting. I think that we're going to hear that Kendall and Joe broke up. Joe is um, in Chicago, has been there for several days. Kendall's clearly in LA with her little dog. And, uh, you know, we, this could be totally a speculation. They could be totally fine and happy. And he's just visiting family. But, you know, I, the way she was on this podcast, she never talked. So they had this woman, talk all about relationships and Kendall never referred to herself as being in a relationship currently. She talked about relationships like in the relationships I've been in and Oh, typically I'm an avoidant, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, they were talking about like how people get their needs and everything she was saying about herself in a relationship was like from past tense or like, well, when I'm in a relationship, not like, well, with my current boyfriend, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, so I just have this feeling that, that she broke up with Joe and, uh, you know, I will find out, uh, their last post was, uh, January 6th. That was on her page and she captioned it family glamping. She was like with the dog and Joe somewhere. Um, and the last time he posted anything was December 31st. So I think that trip happened six. And then something else happened and she freaked out and decided she needed space or wasn't sure if she wanted to marry him or whatever. And they broke up. So I, I, I want to share this too. I said some strong flirtation sounds weird to say this, but between Dean and Kendall, 
Mm-hmm. And not like flirtation, like they were trying to flirt with one another, but just like that they get each other. Mm. They have like a really easy chemistry. Um, they're both like kind of interested in like cerebral things and they like to talk deep things on life and science and life after death. And yeah, I just, obviously they weren't on each other's season. They never dated, but like, I think I could see them making sense. I really liked their chemistry and wondered like, Oh, I wonder if they would ever date Hmm. not now, but just in the future. So, um, Dean's still with, uh, with Kayla, right? Dean is still I mean, with Ka- whatever Kaylin. Yeah. And he seems to be really happy with her. Um, I think that from the conversations that I've heard him speak about and what other people say, like they seem to be kind of a balance for one another. So I think, um, yeah, he seems very happy and they adopted a dog together. I think, I think they're going to be like foster failures. Um, so who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we're going to end today's podcast talking about Tyler because yeah. these other people I can save for next time. So, uh, but Tyler, who doesn't love Tyler Cameron? Everyone loves Tyler Cameron. Um, I have found out that Tyler tweeted at Jennifer Gardner. Um, Jennifer Gardner had posted a photo of herself, <clears throat> you know, one of those like, Lately, it's been a social media. You post a picture of yourself on like what you would be on Tinder, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, and so, anyway, it's like four photos in a in a frame. Um, and Jennifer Gardner posted a photo of herself, and he he commented. And mind you, this is Jennifer Gardner. You know, Ben Affleck's ex wife. She's like in her forties, so not quite his age at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. Uh, she posted and his comment was this. I'm still swiping right. <laughs> so I just, Damn. I love it. I don't know if he's like actually coming on to her. I think in his mind, he's like, I'm out of her. She's out of my league. Yeah. You know, she's actually a movie star in his mind. He's like just a kid. He's 26 by, by the way, he's 26. She's 47. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think they're really going to date, but super hilarious. And to note, super more recent, um, because that was a few days ago now, um, Andy Dorfman and Tyler were caught on Instagram, so they made this public. But uh, I saw in their stories, they were hanging out last night. So I guess they're friends. Um, We all know this. I mean, I know this. I've seen it a few times which doesn't fully surprise me. You know, she's like a hot former bachelorette who lives in New York. He's could have been the bachelor who also lives in New York. Um, both single who knows if they're dating or if they're just friends, but they're hanging out. They were at a bowling alley, two lane bowling alley, which clearly means it was like in a building because no bowling alley is only two lanes. Um, so yeah, they were in like someone's basement building bowling alley. (laughs) And uh, at one point, Tyler took his shirt off completely and then bowled. So that was the part where I was like, okay, he's trying to impress a girl. No guy, like, takes his shirt off and, like, let me show you how hot I am, you know, and then bowled. Unless he's, like, trying to impress a girl. And and I noticed before that, like, Andy was, like, showing pictures of, like, her makeup and she did a cat eye. So I think she's thirsty for Tyler. 
Who isn't? <laughs> Duh. <laughs> I think she, the girl, is like, I don't need to settle down. My eggs are frozen. Um, Tyler's hot. Why not? Sure. So, anyway, I think it's hilarious. Um, who knows? Maybe I'll run into the in the city. Uh, you know, I have. If you guys forgot, I did meet Tyler quite a while ago now mm-hmm. uh, in Central Park. Um, and honestly, he's just a guy. Like, I don't think he has the ego to think, like, I'm the coolest guy ever. Granted, this was actually before the finale premiere. This was while the season was still airing. But he honestly just seemed like a normal dude. So uh, wish him the best. And, um, yeah. So, guys, that's a lot of information to take in. As always, I will share more with you next time. Uh, We are going to recap episode four. And I have some other info on Bachelor Nation on uh, Chris Harrison, Hannah Brown, Kaylin, all kinds of people. So uh, can't wait to share that with you and more. Uh, So I'll see you next time. Marilee Green, host of On the Wings of Love. Thank you so much to my producer, Chelsea Digsmith, and the music by Purple Planet Music. And as always, check out our Instagram page, On the Wings of Love Podcast. Bye.